now it's time for USC Trojan Talk with Coach Harvey High. Brought to you by Terribles. Listen to the coach each week on KSHP AM 1400 and follow the coach on Twitter at Coach Harvey High. And now, here's Coach Harvey High. everyone and good morning everyone i am Harvey Hyde. you're listening to usc trojan talk live in las vegas nevada this beautiful evening here and we want to thank terrible herbs and coors light and in the inland empire every saturday morning on am 1490 on your dial you join us again year round we thank you for joining us for usc trojan talk our first segment is brought to us by meadows bank is your business ready to play in the big leagues Meadows Bank can help you tackle the competition. Make your play and visit them today at MeadowsBank.com or call 471-BANK. That's 471-BANK. Meadows Bank, consistently exceeding your expectations. Our guest tonight on USC Trojan Talk is someone that you've heard many times on all of my shows, no matter where we are, and that's Chuck Hayes. His nickname from Southern California is called the Iron Man, because he's everywhere at every event. He knows what's going on. That's why he's on our show. Chuck, a big uh, day today. A lot of people won't know what day it is, but what 40th anniversary is this? Good evening to you, Coach. Good morning. And, uh, you know, it's interesting. You can just be going around and uh, not thinking about anything except for what is in front of you, your day or your traveling, your driving. And uh, a radio host will mention that an event happened, and it was 40 years ago today that Coach Paul Bear Bryant passed away uh, down in Alabama just one month after he had coached his final game, a 22-15 victory over the University of Illinois in the 1982 Liberty Bowl in Memphis, Tennessee on a very, very cold night. And a lot of people out there might say, this is USC Trojan Talk. Why are they talking about Paul Bear Bryant? Well, Coach, there's so many access points to the stories that are the history of college football that have USC involved with Paul Bear Bryant that I thought it was a natural. Plus, we'll be able to weave in some relationships and some stories of people who are still coaching today, people that were affected by that game, and then some interpersonal stories that developed based upon what is the unique nature of college football. College football, I tell you, when you had the name Bear Bryant and John McKay, they were a pair. I don't know how many of you uh, are out there that remember that pair, but they were very good friends, and they're very competitive, and they were really a big part of college football. They used to run around together. They used to speak at clinics together. There used to be a clinic called a Coach of the Year, and they always found themselves ending up in Las Vegas together or in Southern California together or in Palm Desert together. But they were always talking football and uh, sort of X and Oing, no matter where they were, yet they were great social friends. And I had some players, Chuck, too, that had the opportunity of playing in that game you mentioned. And 19 every three, 18 three, 1983, the Liberty Bowl. In fact, two of them are still coaching now is Tim Brewster now, uh, with, uh, Deion Sanders at the, at University of Colorado, Kirby Wilson, who spent many years in the NFL and also in college football, coached at USC along with Dwayne Walker, 
Osby, a linebacker from Pasadena City College, who played at Linwood High School. So a lot of players we've had been a part of both programs, USC and the University of Illinois, yet they had a chance to play in that memorial memorial game. And I remember that game, Chuck. I can still remember it. How many remember the Bears standing under the goalpost with a cigarette in his mouth watching the pregame warm-ups? And I'll tell you what, the Bear, they used to say, could walk on water. And Chuck, at times, I thought he did. Yeah, Coach, it's interesting. And, you know, again, the relationship between uh, John McKay and Bear Bryant came because college football was a little bit different then. There was recruiting, and then there was an off-season period before spring ball or after spring ball before uh, you got to the summer break, where coaches actually got out and spoke at clinics and were able to go to other campuses and go and play golf and do all the things that you earned based upon that. It wasn't a situation where every single player uh, had to be babysat to keep them from going into the portal. It was just, you know, the way the rules were. And the elite coaches, um, and a lot of people don't really understand that when you didn't play each other all the time, you can be close friends that, uh, you had people that you recommended for jobs and how it went. And for those people out there who, you know, today see uh, every job interview is uh, posted and everyone knows when someone's being interviewed because of social media, it wasn't always that way. In fact, the storyline, and you can probably, you know, tell me better, is that when Bear Bryant had a high school opening, uh, one of his former players would come to him and say, Coach Bryant, uh, down in Mississippi, there's a job that uh, uh, is going to be open. We'd like to get one of your players there. Bear Bryant would call that player in who was a senior who probably wasn't going to go on to play in the NFL or maybe was not that, you know, that talented to be able to go play in Canada and he would say, son, you're going to be going to this high school and you're going to do a great job and represent us. And uh, there's a good opportunity if you do a good job there that you might be able to get back here someday. And nine out of ten players who wanted to be in Coach Bryant's good graces would accept that position. And it gave Bear Bryant an advantage all through the southeast where he had his former players at a lot of high schools. And so that player would then steer players to Alabama when they had the ability to play at that level. And a lot of people don't understand the threads that were developed that way. In fact, Coach, you know better than anybody, in Southern California, that was the way it was with Coach McKay and the high school programs and the JC programs here. It really was, Chuck. Everybody wanted to go to USC, first of all. If USC sent you a letter... You more or less took it to school with you and showed it to everybody. I got a letter from USC. They might not have even been interested in you, but just getting a letter or getting a phone call or having your coach call USC or visiting their campus was huge. It was huge because in those days, scholarships were unlimited as far as the number of scholarships SC had, USC had, uh, uh, Alabama. I remember Johnny Majors was at uh, the University of Pittsburgh, and he brought in 130 freshmen, the freshman class. Tony Dorsett, uh, Dorsett was a part of that class in one year. Eventually, they cut that number down because of the cost of scholarships, plus 
these big schools were getting all the players, and a lot of the other schools weren't getting the players. In fact, I remember the word, and I used to use this when I recruited in a community college, I might not need the 10th tailback, but I'm going to take the 10th tailback, but I'd rather take him than play against him. And that's exactly the way it was in those days with the big universities. Recruiting was the name of the game, and kids were not afraid to go to USC. They were proud to be a part of the challenge of being a starter or being a backup in the offensive line or defensive line or wherever it was. And that's what brought the pride to the distinction of being a part of a Trojan. Coach, I think the other thing that was preeminent in regards to these two individuals is that they had great coaching staffs, but their coaching staff did not have titles and they were not showcased on the sideline as offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator. They were just coaches and maybe they weren't even mentioned, even though there was, you know, tremendous talent on both staffs. From that standpoint, there was only one head football coach, and you've heard us say it time after time after time, that no one said to Coach Bryant that he was running so-and-so's offense or so-and-so's defense. He was the head ball coach at the University of Alabama. John McKay was the head football coach at USC, and none of those other people that are on that staff would even dare to have their uh, name or likeness compared to him because that's just not how it was done from a respect standpoint. Chuck, you are called offensive line coach, defensive line coach, linebacker coach, secondary coach, backfield coach, not just tailback, backfield coach, receiver coach. There wasn't a tight end coach. We had possibly eight coaches on the entire staff, and we coached them up, and Coach McKay coached them up. And uh, I think sometimes there are just too many people on the coaching staff where you can't control what everybody's supposed to do. And the head coach is having too many meetings with the staff rather than having meetings with the players and the things that are necessary as far as doing it yourself. Today, I don't know how many times a head football coach actually gets on the phone and calls players on his own without somebody handing them a cellular phone and saying, Coach, it's so-and-so on the phone. And the head coach say, Now, who is it? Tell me a little bit about him. In those days, you knew, knew everybody. You, you'd go out there. You knew the players. You went out on Friday nights before your game, after your kids were put in the hotel and your meetings were done, or before the meetings, and you went to high school games, and you were seen in the crowds and all of the different things that were done then. It was up close and personal, Chuck. It's still up close and personal, but a different view as far as looking at the entire college football season and year. Well, Chuck, we got to take a short time out. Again, we want to welcome everybody to our weekly show, USC Trojan Talk, live in the Inland Empire on Saturday morning from 11 to 12 on AM 1490 on your dial. And in Las Vegas, we welcome all of you on Thursday night live. The USC Trojan Talk brought to you by Terribles and Coors Light. Again, we want to thank our sponsor for this segment. That's Meadows Bank. And as they say, is your business ready to play in the big leagues? Meadows Bank can help you tackle the competition. Make your play and visit them today at MeadowsBank.com or call 471-BANK. That's 471-BANK. Meadows Bank. 
consistently exceeding your expectations. Again, I'm RBI with Chuck Hayes. Buckle up and fight on. We'll be right back. The Big West is back in Las Vegas. Don't miss the 2023 Hercules Tires Big West Basketball Championships presented by the Hawaiian Islands, March 7th through the 11th at the Dollar Loan Center in Henderson, Nevada. Catch the pulse-pounding action as 20 men's and women's teams battle to punch their ticket to the NCAA tournament. Get tickets today at thedollarloancenter.com slash Big West or call 702-645-4259. What a finish! Through the years, Terribles has created deliberately different programs for our loyal customers, such as Gas for Life, Game Day Giveaway, and many more. And now, Terribles is excited to introduce the all-new Shop, Spin, and Win game, exclusively on the Terribles Social House app. Just scan your app award code while making a qualifying purchase at any participating Terribles location and Shop, Spin, and Win directly from your phone. Looks like I'm going to see you at Terribles, right? Terribles. Deliberately different since 1959. Welcome to Allstate, where we bring it all together. And bundling your home and auto is good, right? And it saves you up to 25%. Allstate, here, better protection costs a whole lot less. You're in good hands with Allstate. Call Misty Chadwick, Allstate Insurance, 702-451-4409. Bundled savings discounts will vary by state. Saving up to 25% is a countrywide average of savings off the home policy. Combining the multiple policy discount for having auto insurance with Allstate and the welcome discount savings at enrollment. Hello, I'm Fletcher Jones Jr., and I'm proud to be a Trojan. There's nothing like the winning tradition of the Cardinal and Gold, and I believe those same high standards of discipline, hard work, and a winning attitude will make you a champion in anything you do. At Fletcher Jones Dealerships, we always try to exceed our clients' expectations with services and amenities you won't find anywhere else. Here in Las Vegas, we have Mercedes-Benz at Fletcher Jones Imports and Toyota and Scion at Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion. Two excellent facilities with superb products and friendly, knowledgeable people. I hope the next time you're in the market for a new or pre-owned vehicle, you'll visit Fletcher Jones Imports or Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion and let us show you how hard we'll work to earn and keep your business. Until then, fight on. Are you looking to advertise a campaign, short film, a public service announcement, an important message? Look no further than Regency Outdoor. We have been around since 1974 and have the greatest locations in Southern California for your advertising goals. Our creative billboards are sure to catch everyone's attention, make an impact anywhere and everywhere in Southern California. To get started and for more information, call 310-657-8883 or visit regencyoutdoor.com. Regency makes it easier than ever to get your message everywhere in Southern California. Something really special and new. Floyd's 99 haircuts, colors, and straight razor shades. We're at, well, Southwest Las Vegas at the 215 and South Rainbow. Yes, you can have all of it in one show. Each cut comes with a hot lather, neck shave, and shoulder massage. Classic barber-style services in a family-friendly environment, perfect for mom or dad and the kids full color bar and salon services as well. Floyd 99 cuts and colors. Expert service amplified experience. Go to Floyd99.com for location information. That's Floyd99.com for location information. 
Dogs Brewing Company is proud to be Las Vegas' original hometown brewery since 1993. Our handcrafted beers are brewed fresh daily at Big Dogs Draft House by our team of award-winning brewers. Big Dogs Brews are now available in cans at major retailers like Lee's Discount Liquor, Total Wine & More, Whole Foods Markets, Smith's, Albertsons, Terrible Stations, and more. Big Dogs beers are available on draft at select restaurants and bars around Las Vegas. Ask for Big Dogs Brews by name. Visit us at BigDogsBrews.com to track down our local, award-winning, handcrafted brews or stop by Big Dogs Draft House to sample a full range of our classic seasonal and specialty ales. Drink fresh, drink local, drink Big Dogs. Welcome back to uh, USC Trojan Talk. I'm Harvey Hyde Chuck Hayes. Buckle up and ride along with us in Las Vegas. On this Thursday evening, we want to thank Terribles and Coors Light. And in the Inland Empire on Saturday morning, we welcome all of you on AM 1490 on your dial year-round for USC Trojan Talk. Chuck Hayes joins us. Chuck, let's continue with our conversation. Chuck, during the years you've talked, we've talked a little bit about some of the traditional great coaches, uh, John McKay at USC. Those others been great ones. Pete Carroll, John Robinson, Howard Jones, goes on and on and on. And the same thing at Alabama with Nick Saban and on and on and on. A lot of these great programs, uh, Bo Schimbrecker, Woody Hayes, and so on. But also associated with the programs are great athletes and great names that ring a bell, like Mike Garrett and others at USC. Let's discuss some of the relationships that you've had, I've had, and the impact some of these players have made at the university they played at. Let's start with USC. Who in your mind, when you think about USC Trojans football, is the one that comes to your mind? Well, probably the first that I met when I first came to Southern California and made my way through USC and then out in the, in the real world, if you, if you will, uh, was Mike Garrett. And Mike Garrett was the director of Forum Boxing at the time for Dr. Jerry Buss. And Mike had played uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs and had played in uh, the first Super Bowl uh, in Memorial Coliseum in January of 1967. He was a rookie, and uh, he had won the Heisman and was uh, playing for the for the Chiefs and had a chance to come back to Los Angeles and play in his hometown uh, stadium where he had such a great college career for uh, Hank Stram against the Green Bay Packers in what was now the AFL NFL championship game. They'll call it Super Bowl one, but it really wasn't. It was the championship game. They didn't start uh, really tagging the Super Bowl until Super Bowl three when the merger happened. And that's when the Jets played the Colts and, of course, Joe Namath. But Mike Garrett was the first um, of the great Trojans, the first Heisman Trophy winner at USC that I really got to know on a personal level and share time with him and have meals and, and talk about goals and objectives and the way it's done. And he was a descend, descendant of John McKay's style of doing things. John McKay was a hard edge person. Uh, a lot of people didn't really know him that well because he was distant. Uh, there's been many, many, many discussions about when you would be on campus 
and you saw the man coming, you went the other way because you did not want to have to deal with any questions or anything that maybe you weren't up to snuff on. And you're thinking that maybe he knows something that you don't want him to know, and you make your way. And so Mike had a little bit of that edge to him where you had to take it his way or you hit the highway. And I think a lot of that was the way McKay coached. Uh, Marv Gu was a guy that really ran herd on the discipline of the football program and, and uh, the toughness part of it. Craig Furtick was the softer side of John McKay because he was the quarterback and he knew the temperament of the team and the players. And then also, you know, Dave Levy, who was an offensive line coach. But I think Mike was the first guy to really talk to me about that. And I had a great relationship with him, but you had an even more different relationship with him because of the fact on game day, we would be in the press box in the Coliseum after you did your radio show. We'd hit the elevator, come up, and then uh, you'd make your way down to see Mike in his box. And Mike would be in his game day attire of a suit, looking sharp with the suspenders on. And whoever was in the booth at that time when he said, Coach, come on in, those people would exit based upon needing to uh, uh, take a break, get a breath of fresh air, or they were encouraged to move. <laughs> and then you would walk in and the door would close. <laughs> and depending on the pressure of the day and what was going on, that conversation could be 10 minutes, it could be 20 minutes, it could be a half an hour before you reappeared into the hallway. And uh, I think that's an interesting time because – um, you were behind that door looking out on Memorial Coliseum on a game day, which has to be one of the more stressful uh, things for an athletic director, uh, a former All-American Heisman Trophy winner. Chuck, uh, those were uh, valuable minutes uh, that I had with uh, Mike Garrett, of course his family and so on. I became very close friends of theirs. And, uh, in fact, well, I don't want to get into it, but uh, he lived very close to my mother. So we became good friends, and he used to jog by my mom's house every morning with Suzanne, his wife, and so on. And uh, they lived on Mountain Street in Pasadena. And we became good friends, and he gave me my first opportunity as far as getting into broadcasting for USC. And uh, we did the pregame show, which is a two-hour pregame show. And then, again, we did what we call the Trojan Bunch Show which is a show that we did before, uh, well, right after every game on Saturday night from 8 to 10 in the morning. And uh, it was something that where everybody had the opportunity of sort of uh, seeing a counselor after the game, especially if they didn't play well or they lost or celebrate when the Trojans won. And Mike was the type of guy that wanted to talk before the game as far as what do you think, what do you think we have to do, how good is this football team? You've seen him. What's your thoughts? And how are we playing? And blah, blah, blah. But he was a sincere, great person. He was a really kind individual. I had the same relationship with him that you did. And he was the type of person that liked his privacy, yet was very kind to you and polite, but didn't have long conversations with people. And uh, I think that uh, Mike uh, probably... 
Well, I think he was uh, probably the most uh, successful athletic director. There's Jess Hill, of course, but the most successful athletic director in the history of USC uh, athletic department. They, I, he won more championships during his period as the athletic director than and in all sports than any athletic director ever has. He made more changes as far as in the athletic department than anybody else had ever done. He didn't ask for any credit for anything that uh, we did this or we did that or we built the McKay Center. Others took credit for it, yet he was the one that always came to us when when we had a, a uh, a thing going on at Pasadena City College, and we were building a brand new stadium. I went to Mike Garrett, and Mike Garrett uh, said, uh, I told Mike, Mike, we've got to have a place for the team that comes out from the Big Ten to practice. Mike Garrett went to the Pac-10 at that time, Pac-12, talked with them, had a meeting, and they donated 50000 a year for 10 years to help Pasadena City College keep that stadium at the level it was. And that was only due to Mike Garrett. That was the type of individual he was, Chuck. And I don't care what others say. When you get to know this guy, he was a true Trojan. Coach, quickly, um, he was tight with all the Heisman Trophy winners because he was one of them, and that's a unique club. And that's why when I see the Heisman Trophy displayed, it needs to be displayed with honor and respect. Uh, I was in his office one day when uh, the phone rang, and it was John David Crow, the athletic director at Texas A&M. And I got up to leave because that's what you do when someone gets a call from an important person. He waved me off. He said, sit down. And I listened to about 15 minutes of uh, conversation in regards to the future of college football. And when he got off the phone, he just said to me, I know you're not going to say anything because you know you're not going to say anything. He just gave me that that look and that, that topic. But what they were talking about is where conferences were going to be aligned what was going to go on with the Southwest Conference, what was going on with the Big 12, or actually at that time the Big 8 and the Pac-8. And uh, at that time, the hot topic on the table was that Texas and Texas A&M were going to be moving to the West Coast to be part of the Pac-8, expanded to the Pac-10, which we, of course, now know what happened in reverse. Now A&M is in the SEC and Oklahoma and Texas are going to follow. So he was dealing on a high level. You've heard people say that guy was playing chess while other people were playing checkers. Mike Garrett was playing chess. He was, Chuck, and uh, he's still a very good friend of mine. In fact, uh, during USC football games, Mike will call me, talk about the game, ask me what I think, and uh, and we still communicate. In fact, last week I talked with Daniel Garrett, his son, uh, who's now an attorney and has been an athletic director uh, around the country at different places and was at Ally State for a period of time because he wanted to meet somebody who does a podcast who is very fond of. In fact, his name is Mike Lombardi. He used to be the general manager of the Raiders and Broncos and worked of uh, number. He was a. Uh, uh, at New England for years and uh, and around, and uh, he does a podcast. So I hooked him up with Mike Lombardi, who worked with me at UNLV, and uh, uh, had a great conversation. That's the type of family. If you need a favor from Mike Garrett or his family, too, 
they're always there for you. So Mike Garrett was big for both of us as far as when you think of USC football, the tradition of USC football, the whole package of USC football. Not that others don't have that same tradition, but we knew him very, very well. Now, another person that I knew very, very well, and you knew very well, very well, and I'm going to have you tell people how you got this nickname from Craig Furtick, Barstow Chuck. Well, Coach, we're at the uh, the bottom of the hour here. I'm not sure if we have a, a TV timeout to take. Oh, go uh, ahead. Go ahead. Uh, this, these stories are too good. All right. We're going to start with it this way, is that um, for many, many years, Al Michaels – uh, had a spotter named Malibu Kelly Hayes. And Malibu Kelly Hayes was the best in the business and lived in Malibu and used to spot for, for Al uh, in the booth on uh, Monday Night Football and previous to that uh, had worked with Keith Jackson. And uh, one day when we were doing an event in Mesquite, Nevada, uh, Veterans Day weekend event, uh, USC was playing up at Washington State. And uh, Craig wanted to see that game that afternoon. Why? Because his nephew, Todd Murnovich, was going to be starting against the Cougars. And we were in the sports bar uh, at a hotel in Mesquite. And the bartender, as most bartenders are, very protective of their TVs and their controllers on what is going to be watched. And at that place, it was a huge Utah Jazz place where people would come in from St. George and the Jazz were number one. You had to make sure you saw them. So if the Jazz were playing, they'd be on one TV. So the ABC game, the early game out of the East Coast, uh, probably a Big Ten game between, let's say, Indiana and Ohio State was over. And they say our next games on the coast are going to be a pack uh, 10 games uh, here in the following three, and you can follow those on ABC. So we tell the bartender, hey, we want to see the SC Washington State game. And he goes, well, that's not going to be on. We go, no, they just announced, you know, what what channel it's going to be. And they had the big satellite dish. So uh, Craig was very polite, and he didn't want to push the guy. But I was on it because, you know, Craig was a guest of ours, and we wanted to make sure that, that you know, I wanted to see the game, being an SC guy. So uh, we t- <laughs> We took this guy and his controller through the entire dial. Because you remember those big satellite dishes? You'd have to go one by one by one. There was no direct TV scan where you could just scan down to a, a package and then click on it. No, you had to go point by point by point. So we hit that uh, game, and sure enough, it came up, and Craig was ecstatic. And he said, uh, Barstow Chuck Hayes, you are the Chevrolet player of the game. And, of course, if anyone follows college football, you know that if you were named the Chevrolet player of the game, that you had done a great thing for your team. So from that point on, I became Barstow Chuck Hayes because why? At uh, at Barstow, California, one of Craig's uh, great friends, a great Trojan, had a stop that was a tremendous, tremendous restaurant with a lot of SC memorabilia. In fact, when I first drove west in 1980, um, Barbara stopped for a tea and went in that restaurant and came out like she was she had seen a ghost. And I was still in the car, and my daughter was young in the car seat. She goes, you got to see this. You're not going to believe it. And when I went in, it was one of those places that had every frame great USC player 
back in the day, they used to do the action black and white shots, and they had provided him with every single one of them, and it was like going into a Trojan Hall of Fame, and that was in Barstow, California. Chuck, I remember that place. I don't mention it right now, but we got to do take a time out. Again, Harvey Hyde joins uh, Chuck Hayes uh, Saturday morning in the Inland Empire. And again, we want to welcome all of you on AM 1490 on your dial to USC Trojan Talk. And live in Las Vegas, we want to welcome all of you. And we also want to thank Terribles and Coors Light for the sponsorship of USC Trojan Talk. Buckle up. Fight on. We'll be right back. the years, Terribles has created deliberately different programs for our loyal customers, such as Gas for Life, Game Day Giveaway, and many more. And now, Terribles is excited to introduce the all-new Shop, Spin, and Win game, exclusively on the Terribles Social House app. Just scan your app award code while making a qualifying purchase at any participating Terribles location and Shop, Spin, and Win directly from your phone. Looks like I'm going to see you at Terribles, right? Terribles. Deliberately different since 1959. Hello, I'm Fletcher Jones Jr., and I'm proud to be a Trojan. There's nothing like the winning tradition of the Cardinal and Gold, and I believe those same high standards of discipline, hard work, and a winning attitude will make you a champion in anything you do. At Fletcher Jones Dealerships, we always try to exceed our clients' expectations with services and amenities you won't find anywhere else. Here in Las Vegas, we have Mercedes-Benz at Fletcher Jones Imports and Toyota and Scion at Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion. Two excellent facilities with superb products and friendly, knowledgeable people. I hope the next time you're in the market for a new or pre-owned vehicle, you'll visit Fletcher Jones Imports or Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion and let us show you how hard we'll work to earn and keep your business. Until then, fight on. Have you heard about Standish Law? Yes, Standish Law, Las Vegas' premier family law firm. Ranked among the top ten in client satisfaction by the American Institute of Family Lawyers and proud to be Rebel sponsors. If you are going through a divorce, you want them on your side. Schedule your appointment at standislaw.com. That's standislaw.com or call 702-998-9344. Pizza, pizza, pizza. If you're like me, pizza's not just a food, it's a way of life. And the folks at Cetabello Pizza get every detail just right. Homemade dough made daily and hand-tossed. Extra virgin olive oil, freshly chopped tomatoes and basil, and generous portions of mozzarella cheese with a dizzying array of toppings. Join me at one of their two area locations, one at Green Valley Parkway, another one at Fort Apache and Sahara. No time to dine out? No problem. Order today and take it to go at setabello.net. That's setabello.net. Setabello Pizza, when only the best will do. Welcome to Allstate where we bring it all together. And bundling your home and auto is good, right? And it saves you up to 25%. Allstate. Here, better protection costs a whole lot less. You're in good hands at Allstate. Call Misty Chadwick. Allstate Insurance. 702-451-4409. Bundled savings discounts will vary by state. Saving up to 25% is a countrywide average of savings off the home policy. Combining the multiple policy discount for having auto insurance with Allstate and the welcome discount savings at enrollment. Welcome back. I'm Harvey Hyde with Chuck Hayes. Huddle up and buckle up and ride along with us this Thursday evening in Las Vegas. Brought to, uh, of course, uh, by Terrible Herbs and Coors Light. And in the Inland Empire every Saturday morning, good morning at 11 to 12 on AM 1490. On your dial for USC Trojan Talk. 
Chuck, let's continue with our conversation. It's just a general conversation on hit on the history of USC, the football, the great players, the coaches that have coached there, and the stories that you and I can share that uh, have happened with us during the time. Or we would have to take 10 shows and tell all the stories. But again, about Craig Furtick, John McKay, Sam Cunningham, who I want to get to in a little bit, Mike Garrett. But, you know, we used to do all the Super Bowls uh, parties, not all, but I would put together, the hotels would hire me to put together the Super Bowl parties, a lot of hotels uh, up and down the Strip. We'd have six or seven parties going on, VIP parties, and I'd bring in the town players, coaches, uh, everything from the NFL, college football players, coaches, and we'd all be around and uh, talk to the VIPs, and we were out at Mesquite when you uh, were talking about Craig Furtick wanting to watch that game. But another thing we did, following the Super Bowl game itself, Chuck, we did a radio show, a two-hour radio show, sort of wrapping up the Super Bowl, and we would always do that with Craig Furtick. Let's talk about that. When Craig couldn't come to Las Vegas to the parties anymore, it was the old man, as he used to call him, the old man wanted me to be with him in Rancho Mirage and watch the Super Bowl out there. Let's tell the story what happened to Craig Furtick's radio show. Well, Coach, a lot of people uh, don't know that Craig Furtick was probably as close to Coach McKay as Richie and uh, J.K. were uh, as brothers. Uh, he spent a lot of time with Coach McKay. Uh, played for him. Uh, his dad, uh, Chief Fertig, uh, was a guy that Coach McKay liked to have around because at that time they didn't have a lot of security. Um, that was not the way of the world when um, when those college coaches were doing that in the 60s. But uh, Chief Fertig used to be around Coach McKay a lot. And when uh, Chief Fertig was around, a lot of times John Wayne was around. And so you can imagine that, and then, of course, uh, Julie's was around. And for those people who don't know USC, uh, there was a restaurant called Julie's. Uh, Julie Cole was the owner, and uh, it was a tremendous spot as a gathering place. In fact, Coach, tonight, uh, or this is being Thursday, SC-UCLA basketball game, it would have been impossible to get a table before or after that game, you would have to have known them quite well, and you would have been standing uh, waiting for a good two hours uh, just to be able to get in and get a table. Well, Coach used to like to have Craig around, and uh, Craig would be down in the desert, and you would always include Craig when we do our wrap-up show of that Super Bowl evening. We would always leave where we were at and drive to the studios uh, midway through the fourth quarter to be able to get on the air right when the sh- when the game ended so we could give immediate analysis and what happened. And you always incorporated Craig on that call uh, to have him give his insight uh, from uh, the AFC or the NFC standpoint and any great uh, activity from a Trojan that happened, he'd make a comment about that player and what he saw. And so when that happened, when you would have the station call in and you would have be on the other line and they'd say, okay, Craig, we're getting ready to go, and you heard a voice in the background saying, who's calling my house? Who is that? And Craig said, Coach McKay, it's, it's Harvey Hyde. And he said, Harvey Hyde from Pasadena City College, UNLV? 
Yes, sir. He goes, let me talk to him. <laughs> and the engineer would be counting us in, and you'd go on the air, and he goes, on the line, I've got Coach John McKay. And uh, needless to say, Craig didn't get on uh, too often, except maybe to say, thanks so much, we'll talk to you later. Yep, he did. He came on, and that became the John McKay show after the Super Bowl. He expected us to call every uh, year after the Super Bowl, and uh, Craig uh, lost his job. And they were out there watching the Super Bowl. These are stories that people don't know that actually happened and the type of relationship and the type of person John McKay was. Uh, another incident, too, Chuck, uh, involves Craig Frutig. We were having a an event. We didn't have the event, but we actually went to the event. Jerry Tarkanian went with us. A lot of other people went with us to this event down in Anaheim. I think it was the Sun uh, Entertainment Center. Traveler was there and everything. It was a fundraiser for Craig Furtick. Let's tell the story about that uh, on how we we broadcast everywhere, and we still do. But that was a special broadcast that we set up. I think it was a two-hour broadcast that we set up to to sort of honor Craig Furtick. And, and Craig had everybody there, all the SC coaches and people, John Arnett, you name them. The audience was full of all Americans, sold out. Let's tell that story about the radio show. Not only just All-Americans, but Heisman Trophy winners. Uh, Mike Garrett was on the dais. John Hewitt from Notre Dame uh, out of modern-day high school. Terry Donahue, who was very close to, to Craig and, of course, was uh, coach against uh, Coach McKay. Wayne Fonts, Dave Levy, um, just some of the some of the great people that were involved. And so uh, there was a backstage area where we were set up to broadcast before the event. The event would, the happy hour went from six to seven, and then there was a dinner, and then the day started getting after it about eight o'clock. And by that time, everybody was in is in fine form. Well, that pregame uh, early outs that we were doing the show at, uh, we and you decided, let's get Coach McKay on first. That way we don't monopolize his time, and he's able to socialize with a lot of people, uh, the organizers and people that want to meet him and sign autographs and all those good things. So Coach McKay comes on for the first part of it, and uh, he tells Dick Beam, who is uh, a, a guy that coached at SC in the Rams and worked on Super Bowls and operations, and he said, hey, Dick, get me another seat through, and that was the cocktail of choice that Coach McKay liked to enjoy, and so we, we sat there, and we started out great. You talked about reminding him about the Super Bowl nights and that, and he was in good form, and we had to hit the hit the twenty minute mark to take a break, and he's sitting there enjoying his drink, and he's not moving. And there's a lineup behind of people. I mean, Heisman Trophy winners and coaches in the NFL, and uh, Terry Donahue, and the whole group of them are basically we've got them stacked up for two hours. That didn't happen. <laughs> we had one guest and one guest only. And coach, I swear, I'd love to be able to know where that tape is because that was one of the great nights in discussion. We were talking about Bobby Valentine, the great running back from um, uh, Connecticut, who the Dodgers drafted out of high school, who ended up going to USC to play for Rod Dato. And John McKay wanted him as a, as a running back because Bobby Valentine was a great running back. 
and uh, he told the story about coming to Connecticut with Craig, and it had been snowing, and just going out in the snow, and he didn't like the snow, and he knew that was going to be a selling point about coming to Southern California, and it just went on and on and on, talking about Gary Jeter, talk about all the great players that he had, and, and you know, Willie Brown from Long Beach Poly, and Coach was so sharp and, and so uh giving he had mellowed considerably since the Tampa Bay days and his USC days and then even maybe a little bit of a discussion on when he possibly could have coached the Rams so it was one of those nights it was one of those nights when you get behind the scenes backstage and you can imagine now picture this a table round table big round table but all of these Heisman Trophy winners NFL head coaches all of the people that were there and John McKay had one mic, I had the other mic, and everyone listened. And that's exactly the way the evening went until we went off the air. And then we went out and had a tremendous program and dinner. So, again, let's take a timeout, uh, Chuck. We went over a little bit on the last segment and this segment. We want to come back after the break and talk about some other great stories we might have. Maybe we ought to do this two or three weekends or weeks in a row to just sort of share stories and things we've been able to do regarding the USC football program and USC athletics. So again, in the uh, Inland Empire, we welcome all of you on Saturday morning on AM 1490 on your dial, 11 to 12 in Las Vegas. We welcome all of you on AM 1400 AM uh, every Thursday night, brought to you all by Terrible Herbs and, uh, and of course, uh, Miller Coors. And again, this segment has been brought to us by Mercedes-Benz of Anderson, proud sponsors of USC Trojan Talk. Go out and check out their new vehicle vehicles, used vehicles, vehicles, whatever, or call for an appointment at 702-485-3000. That's 485-3000 for Mercedes-Benz of Henderson. Buckle up. I'm Harvey Hyde with Chuck Hayes. Fight on. We'll be right back. The Big West is back in Las Vegas. Don't miss the 2023 Hercules Tires Big West Basketball Championships presented by the Hawaiian Islands, March 7th through the 11th at the Dollar Loan Center in Henderson, Nevada. Catch the pulse-pounding action as 20 men's and women's teams battle to punch their ticket to the NCAA Tournament. Get tickets today at the dollarloancenter.com slash Big West or call 702-645-4259. What a finish! Through the years, Terribles has created deliberately different programs for our loyal customers, such as Gas for Life, Game Day Giveaway, and many more. And now, Terribles is excited to introduce the all-new Shop, Spin, and Win game, exclusively on the Terribles Social House app. Just scan your app award code while making a qualifying purchase at any participating Terribles location and Shop, Spin, and Win directly from your phone. Looks like I'm going to see you at Terribles, right? Terribles. Deliberately different since 1959. Hello, I'm Fletcher Jones Jr., and I'm proud to be a Trojan. There's nothing like the winning tradition of the Cardinal and Gold, and I believe those same high standards of discipline, hard work, and a winning attitude will make you a champion in anything you do. At Fletcher Jones Dealerships, we always try to exceed our clients' expectations with services and amenities you won't find anywhere else. Here in Las Vegas, we have Mercedes-Benz at Fletcher Jones Imports and Toyota and Scion at Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion. Two excellent facilities with superb products and friendly, knowledgeable people. I hope the next time you're in the market for a new or pre-owned vehicle, 
You'll visit Fletcher Jones Imports or Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion and let us show you how hard we'll work to earn and keep your business. Until then, fight on. Are you looking to advertise a campaign, short film, a public service announcement, an important message? Look no further than Regency Outdoor. We have been around since 1974 and have the greatest locations in Southern California for your advertising goals. Our creative billboards are sure to catch everyone's attention, make an impact anywhere and everywhere in Southern California. To get started and for more information, call 310-657-8883 or visit regencyoutdoor.com. Regency makes it easier than ever to get your message everywhere in Southern California. Pizza, pizza, pizza. If you're like me, pizza is not just a food, it's a way of life. And the folks at Cetabello Pizza get every detail just right. Homemade dough made daily and hand-tossed. Extra virgin olive oil, freshly chopped tomatoes and basil, and generous portions of mozzarella cheese with a dizzying array of toppings. Join me at one of their two area locations, one at Green Valley Parkway, another one at Fort Apache and Sahara. No time to dine out? No problem. Order today and take it to go at setabello.net. That's setabello.net. Setabello Pizza, when only the best will do. Big Dogs Brewing Company is proud to be Las Vegas' original hometown brewery since 1993. Our handcrafted beers are brewed fresh daily at Big Dogs Draft House by our team of award-winning brewers. Big Dogs Brews are now available in cans at major retailers such as Lee's Discount Liquor, Total Wine & More, Whole Foods Market, Smith's, Albertson, Corey's, Terrible Hearst Stations, and more. Big Dogs Beers are available on draft at select restaurants or bars around Las Vegas. Ask for Big Dogs Brews by name. Visit us at BigDogBrews.com to track down our local award-winning handcrafted brews or stop by Big Dogs Draft House to sample the full range of our classic seasonal and specialty ales. Drink fresh, drink local, drink Big Dogs. You work hard for your business. You need a bank that understands your business. Let Metals Bank be your business partner for all your banking needs. We are a full-service community bank with competitive loan and deposit products and services. We're also a preferred lender for SBA, 7A, and 504 loan programs. The experienced team at Metals Bank will give you the services you need with the reliability you can depend on throughout branches in Las Vegas, Henderson, Reno, Pahrump, and now in Phoenix, Arizona. Call our friendly, knowledgeable staff today at 702-471-BANK. That is 702-471-2265. Or use our convenient online banking service at metalsbank.bank. Metals Bank, where your business is our business. Through the years, Terribles has created deliberately different programs for our loyal customers, such as Gas for Life, Game Day Giveaway, and many more. And now, Terribles is excited to introduce the all-new Shop, Spin, and Win game, exclusively on the Terribles Social House app. Just scan your app award code while making a qualifying purchase at any participating Terribles location and Shop, Spin, and Win directly from your phone. Looks like I'm going to see you at Terribles, right? Terribles. Deliberately different since 1959. I'm Harvey Hyde with Chuck Hayes. You've joined us here on USC Trojan Talk every Thursday night in Las Vegas Live. Brought this all by Terribles and Coors Light and in the Inland Empire Saturday morning. Welcome all of you who are listening to USC Trojan Talk on KMET Radio. Chuck, uh, let's move along. Uh, I, I want to catch uh, another topic that we did. We did a show every Sunday night. 
at a restaurant in Southern California on South Lake called the Burger Continental. It was sort of the locker room for everyone, for newscasters, for actresses, for lawyers, judges, doctors, the whole package. We used to do it in there, and they used to come. We were on from 6 to 8 p.m., and there was a coach that came over all the time with his bat from USC and sit there right across from us, turn around and listen to the show, won a lot of national championships in baseball. Let's talk about that guy for a moment. Well, Coach Rod Dato, Tiger, loved uh, coming to Burger Continental. And the only thing Coach Dato loved more than USC would be talking baseball. And uh, he was a gentleman that um, uh, he called Tommy Lasorda his brother. And uh, he played at Hollywood High School and then, of course, SC and then uh, started dark trucking and coached at USC coach for a dollar a year, a dollar a year. That was his deal because he was so successful. He had one truck that he had a contract with Sears that he would drive from uh, Boyle Heights to Phoenix, Arizona and back doing deliveries for Sears. And that's how he started that trucking company and made it one of the most successful ones in the country. You can still see dark transportation trucks on the freeways today and always get a smile on my face when I see it. Well, Coach Dato was a big ambassador for international baseball. He traveled the world talking about what baseball meant. And uh, it was an exhibition game uh, in the Olympics. Uh, People didn't feel that it was uh, worldwide enough, but... Through Rod's work, Coach Dato's work, rather, Tiger, Coach Tiger, Rod Dato, that's who we called everybody, called everyone Tiger, uh, talked about being in um, center field of Dodger Stadium and the helicopter flying in with the head of the International Olympic Committee to confirm that the 1984 Olympics at Dodger Stadium would be the first exhibition for uh, baseball in the world and it would be a medalist sport down the road and those are just some of the stories that Coach Dato would tell. He had a cane that had the most greatest autographs of any cane uh, major league baseball heroes and he went to Omaha every year and was so proud to be there. Chuck, it goes on and on. I remember one night we were doing our broadcast and I kept looking at these two ladies sitting at the table and they were listening to the show and I said, they look so familiar. And you looked at me like, you idiot, don't you know who they are? And it was the actresses that played in Selma and Louise. And the one Louise or whatever that was. That was one of my favorite movies. Coach Gina Davis, who uh, Rod Dino actually taught how to play baseball. That's the other thing. That's what made it so cool. And Coach, I would never call you an idiot. You know that. Gina Davis uh, was just spectacular. And Coach Dano knew everybody. He he was Mr. Hollywood, and he was Mr. Baseball. Well, I tell you, we got to do more shows like this, Chuck. We've got so many stories. I tell you, I'm going to book you in where we can continue going through it and talk about Randall Cunningham, Sam Cunningham, uh, all the different players and the people we know, more John McKay stories, Ed Orgeron stories, Brad Buddy stories, Mark Goose stories. We've got them all. So, again, we want to thank everybody for joining us here on USC Trojan Talk Saturday mornings on AM 1490 on your dock. We want to thank the man at the, at the helms in there in the uh, studio, of course. That is Ethan. He makes it all happen, our producer and engineer. We want to thank our sponsors. Our listeners out there, without you, we don't have a show. And in Las Vegas, our two key sponsors, which is 
Cowboys and Coors Light. I also want to reach out to Budget Car and Truck Rental. If you need to re- uh, rent a car or truck, give them a call at 702-736-1212. So, good night from Las Vegas. I'm Harvey Hyatt with Chuck Hayes. Buckle up, and remember to always fight on.